Well, let's turn back to Psalm 55. I have a wrong bulletin in my Bible. I know I got a routine. I fold it backwards and put it in there. So I got the songs. And Anyway, October 27th, 28th, and 29th at 7 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and sometime on Sunday morning, respectively. Uh, Todd Nobert's going to bring the gospel to California that weekend. I won't be here. I'll be in Arkansas. I encourage you. I don't invite anybody to believe a gospel. I command it because God commands it. I invite you to do that. I do it. <laughs> believe him. Uh, there's a man that's going to tell you the same thing up there. If it's within your ability, if God's made you willing and able, go. Hear the gospel preached. It'll be good for you, for your souls. It'll be good for your brethren up there in Marysville, for those brethren that come down from rescue, because I think John's going to be out of town too. It'll be good for Rick. It'll be good for it'll be encouragement for Todd. he fly all the way out to California. There's some places in California he won't go no more. He's going up there. It'd be encouragement to him to come back, wouldn't it? It'd be good. You'll hear the gospel. Do whatever it takes. As providing a husband, providing for his wife or whatever, lay down your life. And if we need to lay down our lives to help somebody else out, you let me know and this church will try to do some laying down. Last week I told you what to think, what to consider. God tells us what to consider, doesn't he? Not Kevin. Not them mean old men that's over us. God says consider. Tells us what to consider. This week I'm going to tell you what to do. If I made you mad, that's good. It means you're paying attention to me. Here in Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain me. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden. Cast your burden. I got to thinking about that a lot the other day, and I tried to write down yesterday a few things about burdens. What kind of burdens do people have? If you're here today, young, old, uh, awake or asleep, you have some burdens. <laughs> Everybody's got burdens. Things are tough all over, ain't they? Them can gases hiring helicopters here in California. It's bad other places, too. They don't make as much as we do. Things are tough all over. Uh, families are divided all over. and Knees hurt in every state in these United States. Backs hurt all over. People's got cancer all over. What kind of burdens do we have? Everybody's got burdens, and I wrote down physical. Everybody's got some physical burdens. Either the healthiest person on the face of the earth, something's going to scratch or itch. or <laughs> It might not be hurting, but something's going to... Tangle or tickle. Financial. People have financial problems, and this nation's in a downward spiral and looks like it's going quicker. And a lot of people in it. Mental burdens. People have, they, they carry things around in their thoughts all day, and they just can't stop thinking about things. And events of the past, or events coming up, or what they're in right now, and how it's going to be played. The mentally, or, or mental disorders. Everybody's got something, and some people get that. Or some people are just off. They're just crazy. Ain't right. That's a burden. Family's a burden. They're a blessing. We love our family, but you worry about them. 
Maybe maybe they're doing real good, and you and you here's something that's crazy, isn't it? You burden they're doing too good. <laughs> you burden they did get into that medical school, or they did get into Harvard, or they did, ain't no church up by Harvard. Burdened. That's a burden with it, isn't it? Work. Your job just over broke, right? Burdens at work. If it was such a joy and such a pleasure, you'd pay to be there. But it ain't, so they pay you to be there. That way you can do something you don't want to do by laying down your life to provide for the things you do want to do and the people you do love to do those things. School. For you young people in school, there's burdens with school. There's math tests coming up and assignments and projects, and it ain't vacation yet. That's a burden. All these burdens and some of them are brand new, some of them are long lasting, out of out of any category I've said. And then in the here and now, right now, as we look back over the past, we have regrets, don't we? We look at the things that were negative and we wish those negative things didn't happen. Or worse, I chose my words carefully. Or worse, we look to the positive things of the past and say it can't be that good anymore. Oh, you remember those conferences we used to go to? Boy, the Lord was with us then. Well, why even go now? Well, you ain't alive then. You're alive now, ain't you? I, me and Frank was talking about this when he was here. We're in the good old days. These little ones, they're going to grow up someday. We're all going to be dead. And they're going to talk about, oh, Brother Tate used to come preach to us. I met him. Don't know what kind of shoes he wear. Like I know what kind of shoes Scott Richardson wore. I know where his tattoo was. They won't know them things about him, ain't they? We have regrets as we look to the past, positive or negative. We look at the positive things sometimes. We we're baptized. I was ba I made a profession of faith. <laughs> you better make one today. Pray God be with us today. We have anxiety. We have regrets looking to the past. We have anxiety looking to the future. We know what the Lord has done in part. Right? Has did the Lord bring me to California? Uh, am I in California? Yeah, I am. He he did it. <laughs> I'm here. We know that. Am I gonna have children? Yeah, they're sitting right there. Look at them. <laughs> he did it. What's gonna happen in the future? Am I gonna be a grandparent? I don't know. I ain't a grandparent yet. I know what he has done. I don't know what he's going to do. And we get anxious over that. We want to know what's happening. We're like little children. That's another reason we ask why we're little children. Be my little children. Uh, why? <laughs> what you doing? I want to know why. We're just little kids, ain't we? We don't know what tomorrow looks like, so we get anxious. And sometimes fearfulness and trembling, that's what David wrote here in Psalm 55, fearfulness and trembling come upon the children of God. Sometimes God's children are in an absolute state of horror. You want to go against me on that and say that's not the case, Kevin? I feel sorry for you because the state of horror may be getting ready to come upon you if you're his. It happens. It happens. There's general contention that's a burden. Sometimes there's just things ain't rubbed right, and there's just or discontentment. That's what it comes from. I just ain't happy. That's a burden. And that's from pride. That's from pride. Solomon said that. He said, only by pride cometh contention. Is there contention? Let me tell you what the source is. God said so. It's pride. That's a burden. I know how I know. I have a glimpse how proud I am. That's heavy. I carry that thing around in a backpack all day. 
Adversity because of the gospel. Enemies, plural. Plural. I, I'm real thankful. I was talking to the guy the other day. I don't get much hate mail. I don't get many emails. I don't have publicly people going against me too much. And the Lord just spared me from that. I got some other woes. I don't have that plural. Uh, there's adversity because of the gospel, because of enemies, plural, and enemies, singular. That's the accuser of the brethren, mean old Satan. And, and an enemy, singular, of the gospel, this brother standing right in front of him. I'm a burden to me. I know you've never been a burden to you. <laughs> I am to me. The last thing I wrote down was adversity because of the gospel. And then I wrote down, it's a shame. I wrote down all those things before I came to that. I'll tell you out loud. I did that. That's a, I could have just hit delete and copy and paste and put that upside down, right? <laughs> well, I'm so little. I'll just come at the end. No, I put me first. I was thinking, my back hurts, my wallet hurts, my head hurts, my family hurts, my, my work hurts. If I have to go back to school, that's going to hurt. What a shame. I prioritize my burdens in a horrible way. But I'm glad that this comes at the end. It does not come at the end, but the end of the burdens is where we consider the gospel. Like we haven't exhausted everything that's a burden, and then finally the very last thing on the list is the gospel. Uh-uh. When we get to that, if it's after the head, if it's after the wallet, if it's after whatever, as soon as we get to there, that's the end of it. I wish, I, I wish I could just take that out of me. That was a blessing to me. I wish I could take that out of me and put it inside of you. That's good. That's a good way to walk through this earth. As soon as I can see Christ and him crucified, everything else stops. That's the end. My head's to hurt? Yes. Rebecca's, whoa, if, I, if I'm thus, if there's life in me, why am I thus? It's two nations, Jenny. Explain the whole thing. you got an old nature and a new nature. That's inside of you. And she's, oh, that's a relief. She was still pregnant with twins. You get that? <laughs> they were still punching each other. <laughs> Didn't stop, but boys, comfort came. Rest came. That comes when we see him. Some other burdens. This is what I had originally and then started listing my stuff. Sin. The burden of unbelief. When does that stop when we see him? The burden of death, you're going to die. Everybody's going to die. Death's coming. That can be terrors of death, couldn't it? Facing that grave could be scary when we see him. He's conquered sin, death, and the grave. He's already done it. Why am I worried about it? To be absent from his body is to be present with the Lord right then best thing that ever happened to a believer. People get tore all to people. We just got everything upside down. Oh no, it's terrible. They're, let's pray for them. They're sick. Pray Lord takes them home if you love them. <laughs> if you ain't self-centered and jealous and want somebody to be just close to you because you like your buddies or your brothers and sisters. If we had a true heart that loved them, Lord, take them home now. You want the best thing for them for Christmas. There you go. We get everything backwards, don't we? These burdens, I want to help you if you let me.
Okay. Psalm 55, verse 2. Cast. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast. Shawlack is the word. The root words to throw. To roll. To hurl. To pluck or throw. I like to roll. It's too heavy for me to pick up. Whether it's big or little. And I got to just put my shoulder to it and roll it. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Put it on Him. And it's a burden, isn't it? We cast these things. But it's a burden. It's heavy. And that's, that's individual. Individually. Some people, we can look at others and say, well, they ain't got it as bad as me in the mind or in the body or in the family or in the finances or whatever. They ain't got it as bad as me. That's what Saul did. Did you know that? Nobody's felt sorry enough for me when he's going against David. That's wicked. And when I think that, like nobody knows, nobody cares about poor old Kevin. That's me being wicked and prideful and selfish, self-righteous. He says, cast your burden. My friend used to say, we laugh at puppy love. Us grown-ups that's been married in a while. And we look at these young people and they start getting crushes and it's just puppy love. That ain't nothing. It's real to the puppy. You remember those days? You don't sleep. So whatever it is, that's what God gave to that person, and that's a burden. That's to him. But we cast. Who is to cast? Who's supposed to cast this burden? Well, it's to the Lord, right? But who's supposed to cast it? The righteous. The righteous. That's the only ones that can. That's the only ones that know God to cast their burden to. This ain't for everybody. I can't walk up and down the street and just tell every Tom, Nick, and Harry I walk past, but cast your burden on the Lord. I can say, come to him, cry out for mercy. <laughs> if you've got a mercy burden, I can help you on that one. But if your back hurts or you don't know him, i got to tell you who he is first. God said this is concerning the righteous. Who's that? His name's the Lord, our righteousness. That's his name. Whoever shall call on his name, believe in his name, they have everlasting life. And you know what their name becomes? Jeremiah 33, 16 says, In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely, and this is the name wherewith she shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. He imputes. That means he walked up and said, righteous, because that's what it was. That's what's there. It's an accounting term. He didn't take, He put it on us, yes. He made us that way, yes. But he declares it, righteous. And he said, you're mine. You're anointed. You're set apart for my use. You're vessels of honor to me. Now you cast all your burden on me. Not everybody. Now come to him. I'll tell everybody to come. I'll tell everybody. <laughs> Beg him for mercy and plead with him. Come to him. Cast yourself away. But for you, that's who he's talking to. That's the context. You who believe. You who've been made righteous. Cast your burden on they're the ones that's reconciled to God because of Christ, the Lord, our righteousness. That's what Paul said. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God. If you don't know him yet, if he hasn't revealed himself as righteousness to you, I pray he does. The Holy Spirit comes and, and convicts you of sin because you didn't believe him and you hated him and you was at war with him. That's important to hear and know. I mean it. I wouldn't sleep through it. You, you have some troubles in eternity. And, and commits us of righteousness. 
I ain't. He is. <laughs> he went to the Father. He ascended. Ain't nobody ever said that. Of judgment. What's left for me to do? Fake him. Believe him. I can't keep from believing him. Good. He might have did that. <laughs> Must have been his doing, huh? Paul said, be you reconciled to God. Why? For, because he hath made him sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's why. He saved his people. He's made them righteous. Now, you that's been made righteous because he was made you, cast your burden on him. Roll it. Pluck it. Throw it. Anything it described, I like that. Whatever angle you're laying in your sick bed, throw it at him. Cast your burden on the Lord. The Lord. Who are we casting our burden upon? The Lord. Paul said in Romans 11, Oh, the depths of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him? And it shall be recompensed unto him again. Who gave him first and he owes you something? For of him, God be with us and understand the sovereignty of God. For of him, that's the source, and through him, that's the means of everything. And to him, that's where all the glory goes, are all things. I think the Lord gave us to me, but I don't know what to do with it. Well, he's going to do that too. We're going to have burdens and flop and flounder. <laughs> We're being carried. I saw a fellow carrying a child one time, and that thing was kicking and screaming. His arms was flailing. It was saying, no. You think that daddy said, okay, well. Well, nowadays, who knows? They'll probably forget to add children. Let it go off. No, you ain't going to let it go off. It's my child. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm going with me. We're being carried, aren't we? He's the source of all things. A-double-L, all. He's the, the doer of all things. A-double-L. And he gets the glory of all things. I could just stop right there. If we, if, if the Lord would reveal himself to us in all things. What about that evilness that's going on in this world right now? That's to God's glory. Eat a ham sandwich. I've been telling a fellow who listens to us. He said, I finally had me a ham sandwich the other day, and I was so happy. And I said, I didn't, I didn't tell him. I told him in an email after. I said, uh, I always say that. It hit me so hard when Maurice told me that is because I hate ham sandwiches. I rare I eat bacon and that's about the only pork I eat. I won't eat ribs. I won't eat especially processed ham. I just can't swallow. I can't chew it. I don't like it. The children love it. But calm down. God's on His throne. We ought to go to the doctor and they say you have a horrendous disease that'll be utterly painful and you'll die a miserable death. And we say, good, God did this. If He didn't, you are you're in a whole lot worse shape than a, a horrible disease come upon you. Is that right? Now we weep. We cry for them. And we, I hate to see our brethren go through those trials, but God sent it. Everything. He sends tax bills and code enforcement, and he sends the people that makes you register your vehicles on time, <laughs> and the postman that carries that thing that tells you your vehicle ain't registered. And he says, obey my laws. I put them people over you. That's good. And you say, it's good.
Nebuchadnezzar was a king, and he said, look at all I did. Look at my kingdom. I'm firing on all cylinders. Boy, I've done a good job. And God cast him down to walk on all fours and eat grass. What a blessing. Good. How was that good? He said, whenever the, my understanding returned to me, I lifted up my eyes and I blessed the Most High and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdoms from generation to generation. That means he don't die, it's forever. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Think of who you respect the most. They're reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what doest thou? What are you doing? Anything he wants, that's who we're calling out to. This one who rules and reigns all things, that's the one. Take your burden, put your shoulder up underneath it, and roll it to him. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Turn over to Isaiah 43. I'll hurry. Isaiah 43. I thought of old Nebuchadnezzar. He had some burdens. He walked around on all fours, eating grass <laughs> for a long time. That's a burden. Isaiah 43, verse 1. Here's the one that cares for us, that's on his throne, that we're to bring our burdens to. The righteous. You that are, have been made righteousness. Take your burdens to him, no matter what it is. I'm sure I'd list, I was going to call somebody the other day, I'm like, hey, tell me all your burdens you got. What categories of burdens? And then I thought, well, that might just ruin the whole thing for today. But I kind of, I, thought, I wanted to have some more examples. But this is the one of whom we take our burdens to. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. This is individual. I made you. I formed you. I've redeemed you. I've called you. When thou passest through the waters, when you go through burdens, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, that's big burdens. I know, I know y'all going through waters. I'm going through rivers. Well, what's the pattern he's developing here? Well, I'm going through rivers. Oh, yeah, but I'm going through tsunamis. I'm with you. That's what he's showing us. I form thee, O Israel, for I'm with thee. When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. Through the rivers that shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through fire, I shall not be burned. Neither shall flame kindle upon thee. For because I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior, I gave Egypt for thy ransom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba for thee. What's all over the news right now, a little tiny sliver of the earth. God says, all of Egypt, I gave that for you. Isn't that not, is that not humbling? Is not value? If God gave you a new soul, you value the souls of men and women. You value your own soul. He said, I've given nations for you. Nations for you. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. Why am I honorable? Because he, uh, he found me precious. <laughs> it's his doing. I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. 
Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the end of the earth, even everyone that's called by my name. Who are those? That's the ones whose names the Lord our righteousness made that way. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. That's every one of us. I was blind, now I see. I was deaf, now I hear. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it's true. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me. That's the outcome. And understand that I'm he. Before me there is no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. Beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved and I have showed and there was none strange, there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I'm God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? That's who we cast our burden to. That's one worthy and able to handle burdens, isn't it? What's my little tiny burden? Nothing. And if, and if we had the sense of a little tiny bird flying around, we would. He goes on and he says that he'll make a way in the wilderness for us. And he said, even the beast of the fields, even the owls, they're going to honor me for providing my people this creation. The birds are going to sing to him and thank him. We ought to have that much sense. Huh? The Lord told Pharaoh, he said, I will stretch out my hand. I will smite thee and thy people with pestilence and thou shalt be cut off from the earth in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up. This is why I raised you up, Pharaoh. This is why you're on the throne, to show my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. He did all that to show he's God. What is it to... I don't have to have notes, anything wrote down. I know what it is. I've lived it for a while. What is it for me to take my burden and cast it to the Lord? That's called prayer. Isn't that a, a way of prayer? Prayer is submission. That's where it ends when we see him. And we ask for things. And I don't know why I said that out loud. You ever done that? You ever told another human being something? You start telling them things. And you're like, I don't know why I started telling you that. <laughs> you ever prayed? Oh, Lord, let this happen. Or don't let this happen. And then I don't know why I said that. You're on your throne. I just read Isaiah 43. I know who you are. You've revealed yourself to me. I need to remind him. Sometimes prayer is a reminder. He makes us pray, inquire of him to remind us who he is. There, Matthew 6. Look at it. Matthew 6. The Lord taught his disciples to pray. Wasn't very complicated, but boy, it's hitting important. Matthew 6, verse 9. The Lord said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father who art in heaven. Who are we praying to? The Father. Where's He? 
in heaven on his throne. Hallowed be thy name. Who are we entreating? The holy God. Do we clap and lift up and put on a big show? No, you, he said, first step, you remember who you're talking to. That's a good instruction. Isn't it? We're talking to a holy God. Hallowed be thy name. He says, thy kingdom come. Save your people. Rule was you. Isn't that what that thief said? When you come into your kingdom, remember me. Remember your people, Lord. Make us remember him that's remembered us. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will. Thy will. I've heard people stand up and they say, Lord, I will that this or that. I don't want to be in the same room. <laughs> Lord, may will a lightning bolt go through your whole body and blow you up. Remember who you're talking to. His name's hallowed. It's holy. It's his kingdom, not my kingdom. It's his kingdom. You're going to get your big old prayer list and send that around. We'll make lists and lists and lists and we'll bend his arm and he'll do what we want. You don't know who you're dealing with. That's what the Lord's teaching his disciples. You keep this in mind when you're praying. Hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is thy will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord said in John 6, this is the will of him that sent me. What is his will? What is the will of God? Well, one, anything he wants. <laughs> Whatever's happening, that's his will because he's the one that did it. Nothing happens without his will. But the Lord told us in John 6, he said, this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. His will was to save a people and to make them just like Christ. Be conformed to his image. Now everything else that takes place in Providence, no matter what it is, flu season, migration of birds, anything, is solely to support and, and bring to fruition the saving of his people for his glory. It's for our good and his glory, right? Is that an easier way to say it? All things, everything. He says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Doesn't that relieve the burdens? How can I cast away a burden? Well, where'd that burden come from? God gave me that burden. All of a sudden, the burden's lighter. <laughs> it ain't mine. He gave it. <laughs> All things are his. That balm, if he so chooses to put it on, it's his balm. That's his. His will be done. So then, if... If it's his kingdom and he's hallowed and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's because it is all over. What well, we petition. If our burden has brought us to the holy God to pray to, and he's made us righteous and we see who he is. All right, now, what do you want to ask him? Remember those burdens ended when we saw Christ? Give us this day our daily Christ. You've showed him to me before. You showed him to me this morning. I need to see him again. Or I ain't going to make it through. This burden will crush me. Now see what burden he bore for me. 
Lord said, I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Do I need to eat physical bread? Do I need to have physical food to live? No, I don't. <laughs> Lord could sustain me without it. <laughs> I don't know how but he could <laughs> if he willed it. We need Christ the bread of life today. Daily. Do you need it every day? Or is it all right on Wednesdays and twice on Sundays? We need it daily, don't we? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us, he says in another place. Now, that's a hard one. Isn't it? Isn't that frightening? What a statement. Lord, forgive me as I forgive others. I, I don't know if I'd be forgiven. He'd have to do that too. He'd have to put this mind in me, this heart in me. You know, you have to have faith to forgive those that trespass against us, those that are our debtors. I want to walk in faith. I want to have strong faith. I heard a lot of stuff about that. What country music says he's been leaning, leaning a lot on his strong faith. You know what faith does? Makes you forgive others. Our Lord said, take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespassed against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. What you doing's wrong. I'm sorry. Because the Lord had to put it in their heads to have enough sense to actually be sorry for it. A repentant heart. If they say, what you doing's wrong? And they say, I, show mercy to me. I'm sorry. He says, forgive him. And if he trespassed against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day you turn to him and you forgive him. And you know what those disciples said? That's the context of what he was talking about, right? That's his word. It's in Luke 17. An apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Well, maybe we got something to learn about faith. You got strong faith, you're a strong forgiver. Did you know that? I understand when the Lord says, oh, you have little faith. Like I'm a weak forgiver. I've been forgiven so much. I ought to be the most forgiving person on the face of the earth in all things. Somebody cut me off traffic, some stranger. That's fine. It's my fault. I'm sorry. And let it go. You see how it starts making a difference? That ain't a burden of, of dealing with that anymore, is it? I need to be taught these things. The Lord has to increase our faith. Who increases faith? He does. Verse 13, Matthew 6, 13. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Would the Lord lead his children into temptation? I think that's wrong. It don't matter what you think. He's the holy God. Remember who we're praying to? Who we're casting our burden to? It says in Genesis 22, 1, that's when uh, Abraham's going to take Isaac up that mountain. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. He did it on purpose. Did he teach Abraham something through that? taking his son up that mountain and drawing, cording him on that thing and pulling a knife out to kill him. He taught him someone, didn't he? That ram caught in the thicket. He taught him about our substitute. I know him, and I'd just assume not go through all that, Lord, if it's okay. <laughs> Don't leave me into temptation. Just teach me. But it's needful, isn't it? It's needful. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You are on your throne. With that in mind, taught how to pray, taught how to cast, what casting is.
who we're casting it to. Cause, and we only have, we have the right to. We come bold to this throne. We've been made righteous. Now I rewound. Physical. What physical burdens I have. He's the one that made the body. He's the creator. This is his body. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. Paul said that too. He said, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Why are we here? Why am I alive on this earth? To reveal his son in me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He shall sustain thee. That's what Paul did too. It wasn't just good instruction. He, he exemplified it. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Because I, I understood all these things. I went to the third heaven and I saw these things. And I, I could explain all these scriptures. I see Christ in all this more than anybody else. He said, a thorn in the flesh was given me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. He goes, and I besought of this thing thrice that the Lord might make it depart from me. He cast his burden three times to the Lord. Lord, take this from me. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. We need burdens. In the body, in the mind, in the family. In the... We need them. Would we cry out to him? If, my, if I felt like, like warm honey, none of my joints hurt, and I had tons of money in the bank, and I was on my private yacht in the Bahamas, and everybody loved me, and everybody's over for Thanksgiving, and it was a great day, would I just hit my knees and say, God, I need to see Christ today. I need him. I wouldn't, would I? Maybe you would, but I wouldn't. I need those burdens. Financially, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. The Lord gave you that. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you have, that's what he's gave you. Now, if he's gave it to you, he's going to put a heart in me. I said, well, how, Lord, would you give me some more? You gave me a job. How about you give me another job? Or let me put in some overtime. Or give me a raise. What can I do to do more? Mentally, there's times I feel like my heart's just pulled in 75 different directions. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Family, work, school, everything. Take your burden to the Lord. Grow in grace. He has to do that. I want to take it to him more often. I took it to him. He's taught me these things. I want to take it more often. How can that happen? Paul said, I planted. He come by traveling and preaching, and he planted those seeds, didn't he? And Apollos came right behind him, and he watered. But God gave the increase. He has to give that increase, too, of the life and of the, of the mind and of the family and of the body and whatever it is, of the faith, of the grace. He has to give the increase. He's a good one to take it to. He's able. And if he's willing, he'll do whatever he wills. And his will is right. Boy, that's a good submission. That's a good thing to bow to. Lord, what you do is right. He told us to pray. Uh, pray for our government leaders. He said, I put them there. Now you pray for them. 
you want to. Now, now, now you go get in your closet and be honest. There's times if it's one you like, you will. <laughs> if it's one you don't, where does that? That's a burden, isn't it? Where does that bring me? Shows us ourselves, reveals Christ to us. We're right back there at His feet. His feet's a good place to be, isn't it? Um, Michael, come lead us in a hymn, and you'll be dismissed. And uh, there's some food there in the back, so anybody that'd like to stay and eat, you're more than welcome to it. And uh, Lord, well, we'll meet again Wednesday, six thirty. So, brother Mike.